Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're learning a little something. The other day when I checked the stats for this podcast, I saw something that honestly made me so excited. It was a one-star review. So look, I am not a person who's like, I embrace failure. In fact, I love to fail. Every day I'm trying to fail a new way so I can learn. Like, fuck no, I'd rather not fail at anything. God knows I do and that I have a better attitude about it nowadays. But, you know, I just want to just want to be clear. Uh, You know, I'd rather not in an ideal world. Everybody would just love what I do and tell me so at all times. I'm a people pleaser. So that's how I'm naturally inclined. But I'm telling you that when I saw I had a one star review, I honestly was really excited about it. Now, why would that be? At first, I didn't see I had a one star review. I just saw that my reviews went from five stars to 4.9. And I was like, ooh, that means somebody didn't give it five stars. What's going on? And saw that somebody gave it one star. Then I did something that I don't recommend ever. I don't ever recommend this. I went to look for the comment. I was like, oh, what did they say about me? I don't know if I was just extra giddy or mischievous that day. Um, And I knew it in my head. I was like, "Uh, don't you tell everybody not to look at the comments? And I was like, shut up, me. I do what I wish. So I looked. Now, I got lucky. They didn't write a comment. They just left a one-star review. But the reason I was so curious about it is because I wanted to see what they say and I wanted to see what they expected. What did they expect this podcast to be that it wasn't? Not that I'm then going to change it, but just so I could see. Now, short sidebar on comments. As I said, don't do this. Don't read them. Don't read the comments. And I was so lucky that person didn't write a comment because even though I was like, I don't give a shit what this person says, but I'm real curious. I still would have felt hurt by whatever it was. You know, it wouldn't have lasted, wouldn't have ruined my day, but I still would have felt bad. (laughs) And why do that to yourself? Don't. So especially when you write something, don't go to the comments of it ever. Because the people that leave comments are people that are not happy in their lives. And they're never telling you something that is helpful for you to know. They're just being critical or being dicks. That's really the options there. So it's not helpful for you to do this. Don't read comments. Don't read the comments. Okay, back we go. The real reason I was so excited to get a one-star review was that it meant that my work was being seen by more than just the people I shared it with. Because honestly, if I look to another podcast or a book, um, even a film, anything, and I see it has five stars, a complete five stars, then sometimes I think, oh, these are fake reviews. Or I think, oh, it's new. Nobody's really reviewed it yet. The fact that I had 4.9 stars now, I honestly felt like, okay, this is a real podcast now. It's growing enough so that people outside of the people I know or people on my email list are listening to it. It's getting outside of that. So it, of course, is going to come up against some people that don't like it. 
And I was so thrilled that my podcast was starting to get that kind of a reach. And instead of making me feel like, oh God, I disappointed somebody or somebody hated it or somebody, you know, went out of their way to give it one star, they could have just stopped listening. Instead of thinking any of that, I simply thought, oh wow, now I have so much more in common with the big podcast that I like. Because now if you come across mine and see that it's 4.9 stars, you might not think it's just fake reviews or it's just new or nobody's reviewed it yet. It looks a little more legitimate. Now, I'm still going to ask you to give me five stars. Of course. <laughs> and that's because you are a very kind listener and the stupid algorithms basically think something sucks unless you give it five stars. So that's why I will continue to ask for it. But my point is, by getting that bad review, by getting that rejection of sorts, it made me feel like now I was on the field with all the other pros. And that's something to really take to heart for yourself. When you get a rejection of a novel or a pitch or anything else, well, now you have something in common with your favorite writer. And listen, not as many people as you think have that thing in common. Lots of people want to be writers, but lots of them don't ever try at all. Or they get one rejection and they don't try again. So the fact that you could swap stories of rejections with a famous author, I mean, that gives you a huge thing in common with them. It's kind of a rite of passage that means you're moving in the right direction. And as I got that one-star review, that's what I felt. Now I've gone up to a slightly new level where new people are hearing it. I'm going to get people that don't like it, but I'm also going to get ones that do. And the fact that it's starting to have that reach, that's exciting. So thinking of the rejections or bad comments, or just the negative things that are going to happen in any kind of writing career, think of those as little rites of passage. Great. Now you've gone through the rejection stage. Now you have something in common with the people you admire. I know it's hard to think of it this way, and I don't say, hey, if you get rejected or get a bad review, immediately just think of the good side and how this is wonderful. No, you'll probably be sad or mad about your bad review or your no. That's completely fine. It'll feel crappy. But instead of then thinking, oh, this is proof it's never going to work. This is proof they hate me. This is proof my ideas suck. Instead, maybe you can think, okay, this is proof that I'm going in the right direction. This is proof that I'm now doing the same things the writers I admire had to do and had to go through. And reframing it like that can just make the rejection process a little easier. And trust me, I wouldn't have been excited about a one-star review if I had just started doing any of this. I have been an actor and a freelance writer. I have been rejected Oof, enough for multiple lifetimes. So I've had a lot of practice there. So I don't expect that you're going to necessarily always get a no or a bad review and be like, hurrah, look at me. I'm frankly surprised I was so happy about it. But that just comes with time, experience, and 
working on thinking, hey, this isn't a sign that I suck and they hate me. This is just a sign I am playing the game. And the more I play, the more I have a chance to win. So despite my excitement, please don't leave a one-star review. You know, don't leave that. I'm leaving that for new people. You know, people I don't really know that that shouldn't have listened to the podcast in the first place. I want them to, like, feel special and get to have those one-star reviews of your own. But now for you, you're a smart, lovely person. You want to give five stars. You want to give five stars to the podcast. <laughs> of course, you can give whatever you want. Or you could just, you know, not uh, if you don't want to and stop listening if you hate it. If you have any questions for the podcast, let me know at amber at amberpetty.com. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see what you write.